Hey there, Purpose Warriors. Welcome to the Awaken to Purpose podcast. This is Dr. Brunel from drbrunel.com, where we believe that every season in your life serves a greater purpose. If you're new to the podcast, here's what you need to know. We are a community of purpose warriors who believe that God's best version of ourselves is hidden on the inside of us, just waiting to be awakened as we grow in our relationship and continue to say yes to what God has called us to do in the earth. We know that God's purpose for our lives was preordained and the reason why he created us. So every other week, this podcast seeks to explore how to awaken to your purpose from a practical standpoint and become God's best version of you. And we do this by touching upon our five pillars of purpose, faith, relationship, identity, resiliency, and stewardship. If you want to know more about our five pillars of purpose, head over to my website at www.drvernell.com backslash podcast. So before we dive in, I need to share with you that this podcast is being brought to you by my new book, From Pain to Purpose, where I share actionable steps, biblical principles, and life lessons on how I discovered my purpose after a painful and unexpected divorce and was left to raise two children with more than a million dollars of debt, zero access, and a negative network. My book is available on my website, again, at www.drbrunel.com, also on Amazon, Barnes & Nobles, or wherever books are sold. So if you want to learn more about how to release limiting beliefs, overcome financial difficulties, experience radical breakthroughs, and step courageously into your purpose, then grab your copy today. And remember that God can use whatever unfair or unjust act, any rejection or hurtful experience, and transform your pain into your purpose. So let's jump right in. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time you are tuning in to the Awaken to Purpose podcast. I have a very special guest today, Brandon Pope. He is a fellow podcaster. He is the host of the Winner Circle podcast, the number one networking show with more than 100 episodes recorded in five months. He is an entrepreneur, aspiring author, and the father of three incredible young boys. I am so excited to have Brandon on the podcast today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm ready. I, you know, I'm excited, right? Because I love your message of purpose. And so I am ready to get into it and uh, inspire people to tap into their purpose. Go right ahead. I want you to just jump right in and share your story, whatever you feel led to share. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. So again, my name is Brandon Pope, I'm born and raised in Baltimore, Maryland. You know, at the age of uh, about 16 or 17, I felt a call to ministry. Mm. And so it was, it was very vivid, right? And so in my ninth and 10th grade year, I was a rebel. Right. Not going to class. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was going to class. I was a rebel in other ways, but go ahead. <laughs> no, it's all good. It's all good. And so what happened over the summer of 10th grade is that I renewed my relationship with God. Amen. And so I was on fire. I mean, I was overly zealous. Right. And so when I came back to the 11th grade, I was so on fire 
that I had to tell people. And so now I was going to the office in the 11th grade, but it wasn't for getting in trouble doing bad things. Mm -hmm. It was standing on tables, preaching, trying to get people saved. Listen here. um, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I would be outside in front of hundreds and hundreds of kids, you know, preaching that you need to get saved and you need to come to God. And so that transformation took place. And so to fast forward, when I graduated from high school, I graduated from Northwestern here in Baltimore, go Wildcats. And so when I graduated, I went straight to Bible college mm-hmm. and I went to Tulsa, Oklahoma. And so it was a Bible college by the name of Rama Bible College under the ministry of Kenneth Hagin Ministry. Some people may know him because he taught a lot about faith. And so, you know, so graduated, went to Oklahoma, finished one year in Bible college, right? And so was on fire and then something happened. I realized that I wasn't, the call was there, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't fully ready to walk in that divine calling yet, right? Hello, hello, (laughs) okay. And so this is where the Bible college dropout comes into play. Mm -hmm. And the journey of authenticity, because what I didn't want to happen to me and what I realized early in my life is that when you take on that mantle, when you take on that calling and you step into that office, Mm -hmm. you are responsible for the lives of others because now they'll start to look up to you. Mm -hmm. You know, even though they're supposed to have their eyes on God, their eyes on Jesus, they still look at you as a role model you know, as someone to aspire to be. And well, let so me ask it was, you this first. So what yeah. was it then for you that made you feel like you were not prepared or ill-prepared? So what was it that happened during your first year to make you say, I'm just not ready and I'm just not going to go back my second year? To be honest, it was just a lot of sexual desires that was really okay. untamed. And mm-hmm. so, you know, like one of the classes we had in Bible college was about if you ever did counseling, you would need to bring someone of the opposite sex to be there because they would tell you stories of women that would show up for counseling mm-hmm. with just a trench coat on and nothing underneath. Ooh, and wow. so, yeah. And so you're coming to minister and they coming to get the man, mm-hmm. you know, and I knew that those desires was unchecked. Okay. And so I didn't want to continue down that path if I wasn't fully man first, right? So you have to deal with, you are man first before you go into the ministry. Mm-hmm. So what happens is if you're not disciplined in a lot of areas, now the enemy is roaming and seeking who he can devour. Mm-hmm. So if he knows that I have those issues and it's unchecked, he's going to make sure that those opportunities arise. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be that pastor of a church. Mm-hmm. And then I fall victim mm-hmm. And now the sheep is led astray, right? Mm -hmm. Because I fall victim to my lust. And so, you know, early on, I said, you know, right now, I just have to take a step back. And so, you know, I took a step back and I Mm -hmm. decided not to come back. And, you know, that was a whole struggle within myself because up until that point, my whole identity was really taking on this mantle and projecting stepping into the ministry. So it really took a hit to my ego now. Cause you know, people Mm -hmm. are like, well, you know, how's the Bible college going? How this is going? (laughs) And Uh so, 
you know what I mean? And because I was mm-hmm. so young at the time, you know, I was around 19, 20. And so I didn't know how to deal with that head on because mm-hmm. my ego was so attached to it. So later on in life, you know, just struggling back and forth. And so going through relationship issues. And so fast forward up until, you know, it's a long fast forward, but mm-hmm. it comes to a point right before this podcast, which was back in July, right? And July, so I had July of uh, 2020. I'm sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so during the pandemic, so we're going to fast forward. So what happened was I was at an all time low, right? Mm-hmm. I lost everything. I lost everything. I was at a point where I was drinking a fifth of vodka a day. Wow. And so it was a normal thing. I'm an early riser. So I get up around 334 o'clock anyway. But during that span, I mean, I was still getting up at four. But the first thing I was doing when I was getting up was starting to take those shots. And mm-hmm. the reason that was, the reason that was is because I wasn't fulfilling my purpose, right? Mm -hmm. I was at a point where I was so limited to what I could do that my only outlet to where I had some type of control was to drink, drink, drink. Like if you look at the pictures when I first started my podcast, I was overweight. My face was just, you know, expanded because of, you know, that cheap vodka. And Mm -hmm. so you can see the transformation as I go through this podcast journey that I lost weight, my skin is brighter, you know, so I, I completely stopped drinking. And so. But what was that aha to- moment for you? But what was that aha moment? Because you're taking us from you were in high school, red hot on fire for a guy yeah. on tables in the cafeteria trying to yeah. do your version of preaching going off after you graduate to go yeah. to Bible college. Uh, after a year deciding, hey, I still have some areas of my life that I need to tame. So to yeah. speak, we kind of jumped to this place where you started drinking a fifth of vodka. Mm-hmm. What Damn. happened? Because, you know, there's something that led you to that point. So what yeah. was it? So I can, of course, we know that you lost your way. But what yeah. caused you to lose your way, I guess, is the question. Yeah. So, you know, it was one of those things where I was married mm-hmm. and, you know, for 13 years. And so during that time period, after having my three sons and a lot of disruption in the relationship, it was a lot of financial trouble. And, you know, as a man, you want to provide and protect. And far as the provision financially just wasn't working out the way I wanted it to, you know, Mm -hmm. stepping out on entrepreneur ventures that didn't work, a lot of disagreement about the way we should have done things. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. it was just a lot of frustration on my end, you know. Mm -hmm. So at that point, you know, during the separation, because that's what ended up happening is just the separation. And uh, and so at that point, I'm a full-time dad with three boys. And so my limitations was very, I was very limited at that point. You know, I couldn't move around, you know, and we're also doing a pandemic. So that really slowed things down as well. And so the only thing that I could do was drink that would satisfy that void. And so what happened one day was literally 
you know, I just started really getting back on Facebook and Instagram. And shout out to my brother in Philly. Like, he's not my blood brother, but we were kind of raised up together. He okay. would go live. He would go live on Facebook a lot, right, on his rant. And so one night he just invited me to come just say something because we would have these great conversations. And he would ask me, like, hey, man, what's your opinion? And so one night we went live on Facebook. And, you know, like I said, I was still drunk doing that live. Mm, and we, keep it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah okay. I was, I was, but I was so functional. You couldn't tell because I wasn't. But I could look in my eyes and tell I was a different person because the eyes are the window to the soul. And so, you know, that went well. He was talking about, you know, is there such thing as a too much of an independent woman? So we were kind of talking about that. And so what happened was it has sparked that desire to speak and bring information to people because I realized that even though I was in a lost place, I still love to read. I still read things on uh, leadership and communication. And so what happened was I was just sitting at the same table I'm sitting at now, just on the other side. And it was just a lot of black owned businesses that I was following. And then I thought was just super awesome. Mm-hmm. And, you know, at the time, I just wasn't in a financial place to support them financially. Mm-hmm. And I also said, wow, I would love to hear this person's story. And so, you know, after a couple of weeks of debating, I said, you know what, I should just go live myself and interview those people. And so that's what happened. Like I reached out to my first guest and he said, yeah, I'll come on the show. And then so after like the first one or two shows, you know, I was still drinking heavy. And then what happened was my purpose clicked, right? And so I got so busy with the show, right? And so you talked about a hundred shows in five months. And sometimes I was doing two shows a day. I was doing five shows a week. So on Sundays, I was doing three shows a night. And so what happened was I was getting so consumed with, with my purpose. Yeah, I was oh. so consumed with my purpose mm-hmm. because it was so therapeutic for me because I was able to control something again. I was able to be productive. And this is what I want people to understand. And I'm getting ready to give a gym and I want people to understand this. In the beginning, God gave man work before he gave him a woman, right? Yep. And so that satisfaction of work and production is in every single individual. And we're talking about men now, but that drive is in you. So when it's suppressed because you're either chasing women and you're not chasing your work, which is your purpose, it's a void missing. Mm -hmm. And so what happened was because I was so stripped, I was able to solely focus on my purpose and work and be consumed that it was like a couple months had went by and I realized I didn't have a drink and the desire just left. And so it's been about going on six months now and Mm -hmm. I haven't touched anything and I've been around it. I've had to go in the store. I know what the smell is like when you go into the liquor Mm -hmm. store and I'm not moved. I can honestly say at the bottom of my heart and it's not making a quote unquote positive confession. I mm-hmm. truly mean that the desire is gone. Now, and God so, will do that. Now, God will absolutely yeah. do that. And I want to ask you this question because 
I think it's really important to make the connections around the purpose that you're talking about. So God's purpose for your life. I want to make the connection around prayer, right? So what mm-hmm. was your prayer life like? So sometimes when people, they don't always abandon the faith. They put it to the side, and, you know, pick it yeah. back up later for some people. But there are some people who do that and they still go to God in prayer. Did that happen for you? Were you praying throughout? Were you praying when you were drinking? Were you praying when you were going through the separation and I'm going to assume divorce and things like that? Because the purpose just doesn't like, boom, you start working and your purpose just manifests itself. There is prayer. There is relationship with God that goes along with all of that. So I want you to kind of like weave that in to what you're sharing. So for me, it wasn't necessarily prayer or praying to leave the desire, right? It would be Mm -hmm. times that in the midst of drinking, I would make confessions. Mm. uh, I would say like, thank you, God, you set me free from drinking, you know? Mm -hmm. And this was a testimony that I've learned early in my faith life. It was a minister that I was listening to. And Mm -hmm. he was telling the story of someone that was struggling to quit smoking cigarettes and they would quit start back, quit, start back. And so what he told him, he gave him the scriptures of confession. And he said, don't worry about stopping. He said, just every time you light up, you take a hail, say, thank you, Lord. You delivered me from smoking. (laughs) And he said, in between hails, thank Mm -hmm. you, Lord, you set me free. Mm -hmm. And he was like, after so long, that desire left the person. You were making declarations over your life as you were taking Exactly. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so that's what happened to me. So it wasn't necessarily prayer, but that story stuck with me. And mm-hmm. those scriptures was always hitting in my heart. So it would be times that I would just drink up and I'd be like, thank you, Lord, you delivered me from drinking. And so eventually my worlds crashed with my confession. Mm-hmm. But your confessions dropped. are still like, your confessions to God are still prayer. So we don't have to over-spiritualize what it means to exactly. We can simplify. So you're speaking to him and you're making these declarations directly to him. Yeah, that is still prayer. So I don't necessarily mean that you were laid out prostate or you would just yeah. like, oh, <laughs> Lord, deliver me. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so I don't mean that. Yeah. I think sometimes we have to strip away, you know, sometimes these terms that we oftentimes use because yeah. sometimes it's a barrier between people and God when they're just like, you know, I don't go to church or I don't do these things. Listen, you don't have to start there because once you surrender your heart to God, you will end up there. So even yeah. if you are starting the way that you were starting, God will meet you where you are. So I just wanted to yeah. just bring that part together. But it's incredible, kind of like what you're yeah. sharing. So I just want to pick back up kind of like where you were. And, you know, and just to piggyback to what you just said, that's a great point, right? Because mm-hmm. I feel like people over spiritualize their relationship and it hinders them right and when you look at the life of jesus jesus was in the midst of the people he wasn't hidden away you know just always in his quote-unquote prayer closet i mean even when you look at the 12 disciples they had issues and so he was that example amongst them so i'm glad you brought out that point Mm -hmm. because people need to understand like you don't want to over spiritualize your relationship just keep it quote-unquote 100 with God. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can't hide yourself anyway. Um, exactly. Yeah. And he's not that difficult to reach as people seem to think sometimes. Like, I know I used to think that. And I think I shared that when I was on, I guess, on your podcast. Like, you know, 
thinking that I really didn't know how to pray. And I really think that prayer was just like a conversation with God. And then the more you talk to somebody, it's just the same way that you would talk to a friend. It's like you want to talk to them often, especially when things get good, the conversation get good, you learning, you growing, right? And so that's really all we're talking about when we talk about relationship and we're talking about prayer, just to not to offend anyone who might have a prayer closet that they go into because, you know, perhaps Jesus's prayer closet was like, you know, when he always withdrew himself. And so he just went to the side and he would spend time with the father. So whether you're in a closet or not, sometimes you can be in a car. It's just, you know, you are spending time in the presence of God. So, yes. So go ahead and finish with your story. So you were sharing about just, you know, your journey of this awakening that you had around your purpose and then the deliverance from the drinking daily. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. so what happened was it was probably, like I said, the fifth or sixth show in, and then all of a sudden it just struck. And so, like I said, I was just producing so many shows to the point of, of just focus. And then when I was in my focus zone, it Mm -hmm. was so much creativity that started to happen. Right. And so it was leading to ideas of working on books, um, to starting a trucking company, to rejuvenating my sales business. And so Mm -hmm. because I was able to operate in my purpose and walk in the obedience of God, you know, Mm -hmm. he started to just reveal certain things. And also the desires of my heart started to rekindle again, right? And Mm -hmm. so one of the things you said when you was on my show and that really stuck with me and reminded me of my journey was when you said, when God gave you the message that you were going to speak and have a platform, your first initial thought was Joyce Myers, right? Mm -hmm. And so, (laughs) you know what I mean? Standing on the stage, everybody looking at me. (laughs) Exactly. And so now with technology, our platform, our pulpits, are a lot different, right? Mm-hmm. And so as I started going through these shows, I started hitting 20 shows, 30 shows, 40, 50, and on mm-hmm. and on. And I would just get testimonies from people like, wow, you're really inspiring me to mm-hmm. step it up. Or you're really inspiring me to act out on my desire. Because I started to notice as I got more comfortable with the show and I got more comfortable with myself and my deliverance, Mm-hmm, I start talking more about Jesus and my deliverance, like, and it's just the overflow of the joy that's in my heart. Not saying that I'm a hundred percent super saint, but I'm just comfortable with sharing where I am in my life and my journey of being authentic in my relationship with God. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's a beautiful thing to have this awakening where yeah. you become spiritually aware of the thing or things that God created you to do. And the manifestation is your purpose. And so you talked about this, this work, right? And this fruit basically that we produce. And it's not Mm. just a job that you have, because I remember Dr. Miles Monroe talked about, you can be fired from a job, but the work that God has called you to do, you can't be fired Mm. from that. You were created for that. And so when you align with God, your desires with his and that purpose starts to manifest itself it's almost like you get accelerated in the spirit and in the natural and so your productivity level is a lot more than what it was before you're no longer stagnant when you are focused and in sync 
with God. So I'm so glad that you you really yeah. talked about that. Um, and so where are you now with, with your podcast now that you understand better for yourself? Like, okay, you're linked up with Jesus now. So what was it before when you started the podcast? Yeah. You started it and you were drinking, right? Yeah. And I'm going to assume like your message was different, right? Or even yeah. maybe your guests were different. So once you became aligned with God's desires, talk about that transformation of your podcast. <laughs> yeah, you know, I started laughing to myself when you said your guests were different, right? Because I'm getting ready to speak <laughs> on that point. Um, but to open that point, when the Bible talks about your gift will make mm -hmm. room for you, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, as I started going through the podcast, I started really just focusing on my God-given gift that he's given me, right? Mm -hmm. And so the transformation, one of the transformation is that he's aligning me with divine connections, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And so what happens is, especially early in my podcast, you know, you kind of try to necessarily, not necessarily chase the big guest, but because you want your platform to grow, Sometimes mm -hmm. you may start to take shortcuts. And what I mean by shortcuts, you may start, and this is for anybody that's thinking about starting a podcast too, just listen up. You know, don't necessarily try to go after the guest with the most followings, mm -hmm. right? Because that can be something that I see people get tripped up with a lot is that they're chasing numbers mm -hmm. instead mm -hmm. of focusing more on does this align with my core values? Does this align with what I see that I'm getting in my heart, right? Because in mm -hmm. the beginning, people would come to me and they say, well, I got some things that I want to air out. And I'm like, no, nah, this is not necessarily <laughs> the air out show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And this particular guest had a large following. And I was like, no, nah, you know, this is not a drama show. This is about highlighting businesses. This is about highlighting their journey. And so as I went through, I said, you know, I'm not focusing on if they have 2,000 followers, 200,000 followers. Does this person align with the vision that I have? Right. Mm -hmm. And so that started to line up where now I'm reaching out to people with 20 followers on Instagram, you know, because it's more about putting people in a position to tell their story. Because mm -hmm. there's so many people in life right now that need to tell their story within their journey. And so that's mm -hmm. what I'm focusing more on now as I go through my podcast is allowing the platform for people to express their vision and to highlight their business. And so mm -hmm. now my mm -hmm. main goal is to grow this platform for others. I'm not worried about me necessarily mm -hmm. like i'm just focused on how can i grow my platform so others can get the exposure they need so mm -hmm. it's not necessarily about me mm -hmm. it's about others you know mm -hmm. i'm more focused on others right now because i absolutely view everything that i do from a standpoint of ministry because yeah. it's not something that i would do naturally. It is something that I know God has called me to do and out of obedience, I do it. And so, because yeah. there's nothing in me that feels like I want to put myself and my business out there to the world <laughs> and constantly be speaking about it. 
But I know that there are some other people who, you know, they have very different motives and things like that. So where did for you, when I was asking you previously, kind of like the guests that you had before, and then when you had this kind of like this awakening experience and the guests that you have now, did I remember when I was a guest on your podcast, you talked about this pivot that God had you make, right? So you talked about how you were starting the podcast um, for very specific reasons. And God was like, uh, thank you for starting that. However, yeah. you need to do this. Can you talk a little bit about that? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, originally the main focus was to highlight businesses and what they have going on. But mm-hmm. as I started to interview certain businesses, there was so much to the backdrop of mm-hmm. their story mm-hmm. that was really setting people free, right? And so mm-hmm. I've noticed lately that I've been interviewing a lot more authors like yourself. And so it's more about aligning mm-hmm. with allowing people to share their journeys and their testimonies to mm-hmm. set people free. So that pivot for me was to say, okay, we're still going to talk about business. We're still going to give those gems. But mm-hmm. I'm going to bring people across your path that have a message that needs to get out to the people. Because privately, I'll get DMs from people saying, wow, that person really inspired me. Or this mm-hmm. episode, this particular clip inspired me. And mm-hmm. so one of the things that started to click for me was that posting one time a day or one time of an interview just wasn't enough, right? Because Mm -hmm. what I saw started to happen was it was so many moments in those interviews that people weren't going to capture because I know for sure they're not going to go to my Spotify yet. They're Mm -hmm. not going to go to my YouTube channel yet because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of times when people are on social media, they gravitate towards the quote unquote big names, right? Mm -hmm, And so- mm -hmm. I know this for sure because I'm on Instagram a lot and I see what videos other people are liking and I'm like, okay, you're liking the big name. And so now what I was inspired to do was push this content Mm -hmm. like never before. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, because I think the hurdle for people when they're putting out content is that you're overthinking, am I posting too much? Am I going to offend people too much because I'm in their face? That's me. But, That's me. <laughs> but at the same time, when you see an AT&T commercial, you may see that 10 times in one day. Are you calling AT&T telling them, stop, stop sending that commercial? No, you just watch it or you just scroll through. So mm-hmm. we all have the right to scroll through. So mm-hmm. if you're tired of seeing me or you're tired of hearing the messages that I'm putting out, It's free to unfollow. That's not my issue. And so Mm -hmm. I've been delivered from overthinking in my posting too much. You never know what message you may post that may Mm -hmm. be the deliverance to somebody. Yes. Okay. So, you know, I'm just, I'm about to jump all on top of that because, so first of all, you have what you're describing as an inspirational ministry. So God has called you to inspire other people through the testimonies of others. And let me tell you how you inspired me, first of all. So when I came onto your podcast 
and you told me the very next day my podcast was going to air, I was like, wow, that's fast. Like, I mean, he's moving quickly. In addition to that, right after it aired, you started putting out content, putting out content. And I was like, I don't know if it was every day or every other day, but you were tagging me. And I was thinking, he's doing a lot. And you're not just doing that with me. You're doing that with all your guests. And so sometimes I think what happens is we try, we'll talk ourselves out of stuff because we'll make up these stories in our mind that we believe are true and they're not. So when you talked about people are tired of seeing me or people are tired of talking about, you know, looking at this and looking at that, that's something that I had to overcome because when you start branding yourself, it's really, you know, it's about you. People are going to buy into who you are. And so sometimes I'm like, Lord, are these people tired of seeing my face? Are they tired of hearing my voice? Are they tired of hearing my testimony? (laughs) But I had to look at it like this. Listen, not everybody has heard my testimony. There's still people who don't know about my testimony. So I have to keep putting it out there and sharing it. And another thing that you inspired, I was telling you before we started recording that I only post one day, (laughs) uh, one time a day, because before I used to not post at all. So let me just keep it real. And so I made a decision. And this is what happens when you just make your mind up. I said, Mm. I'm going to show up every single day. So that was my way of just being consistent. And so I was thinking consistent is about a one time a day. And I just remember I told somebody, I said, listen, Jesus ministry wasn't just like one and done. (laughs) And so because I look at what I'm doing is less about me and it's more about other people. And it is about ministry that you really inspired me to make sure that I continue to push content out there. So every time you tag me, I just went ahead and shared it on my story. And I was thinking these people probably tired and just tired, but I didn't care. I was like, I'm going to put it out there. And so then when I had guests, I was like, well, dang, I've only, you know, I tell them to go ahead and market it, put it on their social media, make sure you text it out, your episode, then I'm going to post something. But I would just post it one time or maybe twice. And so then I was like, I got to keep putting it out there because there's somebody who is going to be delivered by their message. Mm And they may not have seen when I posted the first video clip or the first audio clip out there. And so then I had to dedicate some time to go ahead and just do that again. And so if you're wondering if the thing that God has called you to do is impacting lives in very different ways, I just want to tell you that absolutely it is is that you've inspired (laughs) me, brother. So I just want to say <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that. But you know, that's a hurdle that we all have to get over, right? I mean, I struggled with that in the beginning because in the beginning, I didn't post as much as I did, you know, in the beginning because I thought I would annoy the person that was on the show by keep tagging them and, mm-hmm. you know, like, okay, I'm tagging them again, you know, because in the beginning, those were the big name people. So what comes a lot with the people that, have the 200,000 followers, sometimes they can get a little snooty, right? And so, Mm -hmm. you know, and then so one day I'm like, wait, 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 wait. If you're taking time out to be on my show, if I'm taking time out to have you on my show, then it Mm -hmm. must be important. Mm -hmm. And then if it's important, Mm -hmm. one time or two times is not enough. It has to be a consistent flow because What started to happen was it was certain interviews that I had that I didn't even get to the heart of the interview. 
Mm-hmm. And so I think back to like the episodes in the 60s and it was like certain interviews. I was like, man, I wish I would have pushed them more, but it's not too late. Right. Because I'm going to tell right. you what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do in advance. Right. So, you know how they have throwback Thursdays. Yeah. And so I'm going to start bringing those interviews back, you know, mm-hmm. and posting them. And so, you know, like you said, it's never too late. And so that's what one of the things that I'm going to do going forward is bringing those interviews back on Throwback Thursday. So, yeah, I think you know. that's an excellent idea. And I think also you really, in my mind, represent that it's never too late to get to a point to understand what God has created and called you to do. Right. Yeah. So sometimes we get so far along in our minds anyway, in age, and we always feel like it's just too late. And mm-hmm. you think like, Lord, is this what my life looks like? Is this what it's going to be? You have so many disappointments, right? Nobody gets yeah. married and think they're going to get divorced. Nobody yeah. thinks about like, you're going to be raising kids by yourself, or you're only going to be able to see your kids every other weekend or on the weekends. Yeah. And things like that. Nobody thinks that they're going to be drinking themselves to get through the day or drinking themselves asleep. (laughs) All of these different things. But God has created all of us for unique reasons. And he's given us all a purpose. And once you get yourself together and in sync with God, you will be so red hot on fire. And what's lovely about your story is that probably the fire that you had back in high school has been rekindled, right? And your adulthood. And so it just looks different, but God can use all of it. And so like there's, you know, when you bring people on, it's your ministry, you're inspiring people through messaging. And so I just love that. And so it's just beautiful. So as we begin to kind of like wrap this up, I always love to ask all of my guests, some, you know, questions that I have for them at the end. And I want to ask you kind of like based off of the story that you shared, kind of like what life lessons have you learned about God's purpose for your life? That it's never too late, right? And if he called you the first time, he's still waiting for you to answer the call. He's still on the line. You know what I mean? He's still on the line. He invented Wi-Fi. So no matter how far, (laughs) how far you've gone, you still connected, right? Mm-hmm, and so mm-hmm. he's a cordless God. He's a Wi-Fi God. Mm-hmm. And so no matter how far you go, mm-hmm. you're only one pickup away from getting right back on the line. So, so you know, man. You, you know what I mean? So that's yeah. the main thing is that you're never too far away mm-hmm. to pick up the line and rekindle that flame. I love it. I love it. So what advice would you offer listeners to awakening to their purpose? Just get started, right? Just do it. Mm-hmm. It sounds cliche because it's just like the Nike commercial, just do it. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the ministry of Jesus, the miracles didn't happen until as they went. Like the scriptures say, as they went. Mm-hmm. That's when the miracle took place, right? And so mm-hmm. everybody want to walk on water, but nobody wants to get out the boat. And so <laughs> what happens is because you overthink everything, and I'm like I said, I'm working on a book now, and one of the chapters in the book is called Trust the Process, right? Hello. And okay. so as I'm developing Trust the Process, you know, I talk about 
because the vision is so big or so huge or so large, in the beginning, you can get overwhelmed, right? Yeah. Because you see what the potential is for what you're trying to build. And because it's so large in scale, it can stop you from getting started. So just understand that as you go, as you move forward, things will come together as you go. So don't worry about being perfect when you first start, right? Because mm -hmm. you can look at, you know, specifically talking about a podcast, like it's so many people that I talk to, they're like, oh, I want to start a podcast. I'm thinking about it, but I don't have this. I don't have that. When I started, I had a $5 headset from the dollar store and I had my phone and I mm -hmm. just pressed record. I didn't worry about the background. I didn't worry about, you know, because I follow a lot of podcasts and I see they have the great designs and the great microphones. And some of that stuff can be intimidating because you're like, the visuals look great. Mm -hmm. But I'm living proof that if you can focus more on your purpose and being obedient to what you have on your heart, your gift will make room for you. Don't mm -hmm. get caught up in what you don't have. Focus on that desire and your gifts that you do have, and that's what will make room for you, not everything else that you think it is. Mm -hmm. So that would be my main point. Okay, I love it. I love it. And so what does it mean to become God's best version of you? To be God's best version of you is to really just be authentic and know that God's love is unconditional, right? Because mm -hmm. we all have a past. Mm -hmm. And so when the scripture talks about our righteousness is his filthy rags, but it's his righteousness. We're in him. Mm -hmm. So the way you see yourself is the way you sell yourself. And so if you see yourself as defeated, that's your image of yourself. And that's what you'll project on other people. Yeah. So your best version of yourself is to see yourself in him because mm -hmm. in him. He's perfect. And in him is love. And in him is so many other things. And so the best version of yourself is to love yourself like he loves you. Amen. And then once you start to reshape your self image, you know, mm -hmm. because that's one of the things that I've noticed of the people that came on my show, they have so many different journeys. And when it starts to click for them and they start to change their self image, that's when they have an impact, when they start to have a better relationship with themselves and the way they see themselves. Mm -hmm. So the best version of yourself is to see yourself the way he sees you and mm -hmm. to love yourself as he loves you, which is unconditionally. Woo, woo, woo. Okay. <laughs> so the last question I have for you and that I do with all my guests is, what do you know about God that you wish the whole world knew? You know, to follow that last point is that the scripture says God is love, right? Mm -hmm. And so because we just, we hear the word love so much on a daily basis, you start to take what that really means for granted, right? And mm -hmm. when you look in the scriptures, it's three definitions of love, right? Mm -hmm. You have the physical touch love. Then you have phileo, which is where they get Philadelphia from, which is brotherly love. Mm -hmm. But that brotherly Love can change, right? That brotherly love is conditional. If you do something wrong today, I don't like you, I don't love you. Mm -hmm. But then there's the third type, which is the agape, 
mm-hmm. which is the God kind of love. Mm-hmm. And so what I wish people would understand and study is now when you read the Bible, when you read the stories of the people that were lost and came back to God, study those stories of unconditional love and the prodigal son is what I'm thinking of. And mm-hmm. you know how the prodigal son left and when he came back, the father put him right back where he was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So I want people to understand that God love is unconditional mm-hmm. and he loves you no matter where you've been, no matter what you've done, what you've been through, mm-hmm. that he loves you and he sees you as that king, that queen, that child of God. And so embrace that and study that and make that real for yourself. Mm-hmm. Make it real for yourself. Ooh, that was so good. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so where can people find you? So if they want to connect with you in a meaningful way, where can they find you? So I'm on Instagram at Pope the Blueprint. So that's just what it spells, P-O-P-E, the Blueprint. Pope the Blueprint on Instagram. Um, On Facebook, I'm Brandon Pope. That's my first and last name, Brandon Pope. Mm -hmm. So you can follow me there. You can follow the journey and be inspired and just watch a person that's unapologetically just taking his position and running with it. And so mm-hmm. that's what you're going to find. When you come to my page, you're going to come somewhere where this guy is insane. Uh, he <laughs> posts like 10, 15 times a day. You but know, there's purpose. purpose behind it. There's purpose behind exactly. you doing that. You're being intentional. So, yeah. Yeah. So that's where people can find me, poke the blueprint. And so, yep. Thank you so much, Brandon, for joining me today. And giving us so many gems for the listeners. And I pray that people will follow your ministry of inspiring other people, particularly through God's word. And I thank you yet again for just carving out time today to just spend some time with me. And again, like I said, the listeners, and I look forward to our future collaborations down the road. So thank you. Thank you. And thank you again. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you so much. Have a blessed day. Okay. You too. Beyond my book, if you're interested in learning more about how to become God's best version of yourself by awakening to your purpose, consider enrolling in my online course, which you'll find on my website again, which is www.drvernell.com because God's love for you and the reason why he created you is greater than you will ever know. And guess what? He wants you to succeed in carrying out your purpose.